Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Three, two, one. And good evening, good evening, good evening. If you're looking at this face, then you better know what face to have on. That's your game face. This is the face of Richard the Razor Ewing. That is the face of Matt Nunn, the Wiser Wise. And you are tuned into Game Face. But Matt, as is always, I got to go into questions. Get them. So if you're trying to figure out how to make a cast so that you can put together that wax candle that you want to make, you're on the wrong podcast. And if you're trying to figure out how the best way to hold that napkin to your face so you don't sneeze on somebody with the COVID, you're on the wrong podcast. However, if you're trying to get insight into sports in the San Francisco Bay Area, you just put your game face on. And if you're trying to get involved in information regarding sports on a national level, once again, you put your game face on. Welcome, welcome. As I said before, I'm Richard DeRazor Ewing. He is Matt None the Wiser Wise. Matt, what do we got? I'm devastated. I'm devastated. My heart's broken. James uh, Wiseman possibly out uh, uh, for the rest of the year with uh, a uh, torn meniscus in his uh, knee. So we got that. Uh, that I'm may feeling, be. I'm feeling the pain. I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm hurting. But you know what? To make me feel just a little bit better about James Wiseman being out, the Giants, the Gigantes mm. are off to a smoking start this season. La Gigantes. And it's only early, but I'm loving it. Uh, the A's. They're off to a really rough start. Oh, man. They got roughed up bad by Houston, didn't they? Yes, sir. And uh, the Sharkies. The Sharkies are making a little playoff push and uh, looking pretty good. And uh, unfortunately for me, because I was a huge fan of this man because he had the greatest goaltender's name in hockey, mm -hmm. Devin Dubnik, uh, was traded today for a uh, draft pick and a defenseman. So, Oh, no. Uh, Sharkies are making some moves. Okay, uh, they but, but, figured but, out the goalie problem. Okay, but that, come on, he was the guy. He was the guy. He was the one that was putting up the monster saves. We, 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 what, what happened? Okay, so Dubnik, I looked it up a couple weeks ago, and I'm sure it's changed, but Dubnik versus Martin Jones. And I was advocating, let Dubnik get some starts. Let him, let him play the games. And I looked at the stats, and, and Dubnik's goals against average were better than Martin Jones. But Martin Jones had a better win-loss record. So, you know, it, it does solve the rumor. Maybe it'll give Martin Jones the confidence he needs to, to be a stellar goaltender that you need or be a hot goaltender going into the playoffs. So uh, we'll see what happens. Okay, but you know, in the back of my mind, in the back of every, every Sharky out there, we're thinking, okay, look, if this doesn't work out and this guy starts shining for another team, it's like, okay, you know what? Who, who's who's doing the heavy drinking when they make these moves upstairs in, in the office? What's going on? Uh, well, you know the, the Sharks front office—they've been uh, they've been loyal to uh, some of their big players for a long time. They just moved off Joe Thornton recently, and then they bring back part Patty Marlowe. So uh, who knows what's going on uh, up there? But I am I am happy to see them playing playing better. Uh, I, in fact, the, the day after you called out. Uh, your man from the Sharks, 
uh, number nine. I'm blanking on his name. Your man, though. You, you, you're like you said. Hey, we got to get it to him. He's got to. He's got to score. Patrick Kane. Vander, Vander Kane. Vander Kane. There you go. Not Patrick Kane. Vander Kane. Yeah. And and after you called him out, brother, he he scored. I think two goals that next game, or at least one goal that next game. So, um, and that's the top line. And and you were right. They got to get going, and and they're starting to get going at the right time. Yeah, I, I tell you something. I, I think, and and you know, you look at there's. There's, there's two main sports that kind of window each other. Basketball and, and, and hockey, they just window each other. They're, they're very similar. Long season, uh, sometimes a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of moves as far as personnel is concerned. And sometimes it's kind of hard to put your finger on any one person, a particular person. Um, I, I like the fact that Evander responded after I called him out. I don't know. Maybe he's a watcher of the show. Maybe he, <laughs> he kind of saw looking and said, hey, who's that guy? Razor, whatever. I'm going to show this guy what I'm going to do. You never know. That's what's up. But I will say this much. We look at what's going on with the Warriors and Wiseman, and yes, this is not a good situation. You don't want to see anybody go down with a season-ending uh, injury. However, this may be a dominant rough blessing in disguise because you look at the fact that what it's going to allow the Warriors to do in their medical staff is to be able to look at James Wiseman's physical presence. In other words, the biomedics of what he does. One of the things, I was reading an article today and one of uh, the medical doctors, and I can't think of his name right now, a uh, uh, Japanese fellow, and he may be wrong, I may be wrong by calling him Japanese, so please don't call and kill me because I made it wrong, <laughs> okay? Okay, but he, he stated that one of the things that they're gonna look at is they're gonna look at James Wise's biomedical uh, makeup, and they do this with every player. What they do is they look up, you know, why it is that this individual, as big as he is, his body cannot respond to certain types of shock within, you know, uh, the, the 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 bone makeup of his body. Now you understand, Wiseman's seven one. Okay, that's a big boy. Okay, so uh, when he comes down from doing a dunk, he's putting a lot of shock and a lot of pressure on his knees and other parts of his body as well. Just like every center in the league. But the one thing that he pointed out that made a lot of sense, and I had pointed this out before is that you look at the NBA players of the past, you know, back in, in our day, the Jordan era, that type of thing. They were able to withstand a lot more than these players are in the league this, this time in their generation, okay? We look at these players, I mean, come on, you, you, you can run them off. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant, uh, you know, LeBron James, you look at uh, Kyrie got hurt. Um, you know, all these different players that are really, in my opinion, they are the cream of the crop when it comes to the NBA, and yet, Sometimes they can't even go two seasons without getting injured, okay? And so what does that mean? It means when you look at the biometrics of their physical makeup, it's not the same as the biometric makeup of NBA players back, say, in the 90s. It's definitely a different game. Uh, I mean, you, I, I was watching just the other day, it was 76ers, Lakers, uh, you know, finals mm -hmm. um, with Kobe against Allen uh, Iverson. You know, I mean, it was... I mean, that was a different game than the game that's being played in basketball today. Uh, I mean, guys were getting, you went to the, if you went to the rack, mm -hmm. guys were killing you. I mean, you were getting okay. clobbered and, and in the game now, the, you, there's none of that. I mean, you sneeze oh. on a guy and, and you're getting tossed. Right. So it, it definitely is a different game. James Wiseman is a different big man. Um, you look at a big man, like, like what Shaq would do. Uh, they'd feed him down low in the post. He would get such great position. All he had to do was turn around, jump, and dunk it. 
Mm-hmm. There, there wasn't, not that it wasn't an athletic move, but if you look at the, how James, James Wiseman got injured, it was a extremely athletic move that he was making. And when he, I don't know if you saw the dunk, we all saw the highlights of it, but when he went to go dunk that ball and he stretched out his wingspan, it looked impressive. And if he would have thrown that dunk down, it may have been the dunk of the year. I mean, it, it, that thing was lining up to be impressive. Now he got blocked, a great block that was made uh, by Kenyon Martin Jr., I think. Um, Jr. And, and really what happened was as because of the block, Wiseman just, he just fell awkward. I mean, it was just an awkward fall. Um, and it's just, it's really, really unfortunate uh, for, for the Warriors or for any, any Warrior fan that was hoping that the Warriors were going to make some kind of playoff push. This does kind of damper the hopes of that. So in my opinion, Richard, it, it may not be a good time to put money on the Warriors to win the championship this year. Okay, so I feel a segue coming on. But there's other teams out there that that have a chance, and you could put your money on them. And if you were to put your money on them, I have the place for you, Richard. Mm-hmm. It's Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to their website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50%, not a 25%, not a 10%, but a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's BetOnline, your sports book online experts. Okay, there you go. So if you think you got the chops, you think you, you know you know sports you think you can get it done then hey go to bed online ag and see what you can do so i also couldn't help but notice i watched the game against basically it was the warriors versus the wizards and this was a winnable yeah exactly yeah 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 you know how i'm feeling right now exactly Ooh, your, your, your face expressions it pretty much tells it all you, I mean, you, you really don't need to say a lot. It was it was heartbreaking because was they should have won that game. But this is the thing, though. There, there were some key things that could have been done that could have put them in the driver's seat to win the game. Two minutes and 32 seconds left. Wizards run off four straight points. Curtis and call a timeout. I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? He, look, if the team, if, if you're if you're close with that much time left and, and you know, there's a chance you can win this game. You call the timeout. You reset. Okay? You didn't do that. You let them play all the way through. Now, I understand sometimes you let, you let teams play through, but I think that was that was a decider. It really was because they didn't have the ability to rethink what they were doing. You know, you had, what was it, Damian Lee coming up taking shots that he shouldn't have took. I mean, it was it was just everybody using their own mind and not really focusing on the game plan. And that's where if he had called a timeout, it would have been different. It, it was a it was a game with uh, multiple brain farts, um, and and that's what's probably the most frustrating thing you know about this season for me is, and what maybe the thing that's I'm not used to seeing is the Warriors making this many mistakes late in games, especially this year. Um, you know, you could probably get away with one mistake late in, late game mistake, 
but they're making multiple, multiple mistakes in late in game, you know, two, three, four big blunders, um, you know, whether you want to call it, um, you know, lapses in, in coaching, or you want to call it lapses in knowing the situation as a player, or, I mean, there's just been all of that. And I think it's just, we're not really used to it with the Warriors because they've been so dominant for so long and they've had such a veteran presence. And now you have a team that, um, you know, that's, that's at this point still trying to kind of figure it out. And it's been a tough year because people are out. Ubre's out now with the wrist injury. Wiseman's going to be out the rest of the year, you know, and maybe you're right. Maybe it is a blessing in disguise because, you know, our hopes weren't going to be super high this year without Clay Thompson, and we've always been talking about, you know, next year, next year, we develop Wiseman, you know, bring Uber back, you know, we got Wiggins, um, you know, next year, next year. And now, uh, now is maybe really the time, um, you know, where they can start kind of thinking next year with James Wiseman specifically, because we have to remember this guy got zero training camp, no summer ball, no, I mean, nothing. And, and two college games. And he's in the NBA and he's, he's proved that he can do it in my opinion and that he can be successful. And the ceiling is really, really high with him. And so now maybe it's a good time, you know, with this injury to kind of reel it back in, um, you know, hit the weight room a little bit, uh, bulk up a little bit for next year and, and work on some things and, and learn some things sitting on the sideline, watching video, watching tape, you know, some of the things that he didn't get preseason this year, maybe. So, um, it may be a blessing in disguise, but I, you know, I still think the Warriors have an outside chance to squeak into the playoffs. And once again, the playoffs, I think anything can happen. And especially when you have the man like the baby face assassin, Steph Curry. And to your point about the baby face, you know, the Warriors are playing tonight, you know, playing against Denver and, you know, we, we gotta be realistic. You know, everybody talks about the league and how special the league is. And the league is really special because a lot of people don't know this, but right now, when you look at professional sports, the NBA is the second most popular sport on the planet. Yeah. It, it's more, it's, it's the only, the only, the only sport more, more, more popular than the NBA is soccer. Yeah. And, and watch out on the, in, in the United States, soccer is making a, a big push and you MLS starts in a week. So, yeah, but yeah, but you're right. NBA, NBA is, is, I mean, NFL, I think is always going to be king in, in, in the, in the United States specifically, mm-hmm. um, sports wise, but, but basketball is really making a push because they have a, a lot of good talented players. Um, and it's interesting. And there, there actually is a, a little bit of parody this year. Yeah, so it's well, exciting. Yeah. And basically what they've done is the NBA has done something that the NFL struggled with and that's to, you know, expand the game internationally. But I will touch on something uh, first of all, saw another Clay Thompson sighting. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, saw another Clay was actually working out, taking some shots. Uh, look, looked pretty good. His form looked looked like Clay. He looked, you know. Um, but the other thing I wanted to point out is that, you know, like I said, you talk about LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Giannis Antetokounmpo. You talk about all these different players in the league, but. The one person now this year we are seeing the league turn a different head on the view of Stephen Curry this year. You're seeing it. You're seeing it across the league. Everybody's looking, going, okay, you know what? We got to respect this guy. 
as much as we don't want to in the past, those days are gone. He, he's hitting milestones. And tonight, may, he may be hitting the biggest milestone of his career. He has a chance to surpass the great Wilt and Steel Chamberlain. If he hits 19 points, which he probably will, okay, because it's definitely. probably will. He's also on pace. I think this would be his second consecutive 30-point game or something like that. Or I mean, he's on. He's, no, no, no. He's, no, he's, 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 got, he's got seven of them already. Yeah, I mean he. I mean he's killing it this year. Yeah. Um. And and to be to be the leading scorer for your organization, um, especially an organization like the Golden State Warriors, who have a very storied and long history, mm-hmm. that's impressive. Because I, I was listening on on the radio this morning, and they were talking about other other teams' top scoring leaders. You know. You pick the team and the, and the top guy, and it's it's dominant players, it's elite players, and it's the type of players type of player that Steph Curry is, um, and has become, and it's it's really really exciting and cool to have him in the Bay Area. To be honest with you, well, I can tell you right now, if honestly, I don't I don't see the only thing that can stop him doing it tonight is injury, but he will probably surpass Will Chamberlain tonight. He does that the MVP talk for him becomes more serious. I don't know. I, I don't think you, I wish, man. Like I'm trying to think of ways where Steph can win the MVP. Now points per game. He's probably going to be the top, the leader point per game average in the NBA. Okay. Um, most valuable piece to his team. Absolutely. Without Stephen Curry, the Warriors are a bottom of the division, the bottom of the league team. Okay. So there's no question he's the most valuable player for his team. Um, It's just, it's really, really tough because, because of where they are as a team, you know, sitting in the 10th spot, you know, it's not a sexy place to be, especially, you know, come playoff push time. So, you know, and, and this milestone is more of a, uh, accumulated milestone you know so it's not like a seasonal milestone even though he did it in this season um and he added to that total by having an amazing season with with just uh you know 30 point game average a bunch so but but for to be the mvp of the league this year it, that would be a tough call but but i do have hope i do think if the warriors pick it up here put it in another gear and and get into you know make some headway up the the standings more out of tenth try to get ninth eighth um he could be in the competition because to be honest a lot of the top players are injured i mean lebron's been out anthony davis has been out um you know so so it's really tough to say i mean harden hasn't has been in and out duran has been in and out irving kyrie's been in and out um so there's not been a lot of consistent play maybe Joel Embiid's probably been one of the guys that's been most consistent maybe uh Tatum you know is in the mix but I would love to see Steph be MVP I just don't know that's a long answer (laughs) (laughs) well it's a good answer okay um nicely done um I'm sorry you know me I I gotta I gotta say shout out to my girl the one and only Tara Vanderveer Stanford go Stanford Stanford Come on, come on. Got to give it up. Got to give it up, man. I just, you know, COVID year, you know, Tar's been the right. Exactly. Tar's been, Tar's been, you know, basically coaching those girls as, as long as I can remember. And 
for her to pull off what they pulled off this year, the way they had to go about it, just really a class act. And hey, the NCAA title is at the Stanford campus right now, where it deserves to be at this point based on this season. So, so shout out to Tara Vanderveer. Um, I wanted to point out that uh, earlier this year, when we went ahead and launched this podcast, we had the great Mark J. Spears from the undefeated ESPN's The Undefeated on with us. And at the time, he was actually in the NBA bubble. So this was, this was huge. I mean, he was relating things to us that the outside public didn't really know about, okay, as far as the operations and what they were going through and everything. Um, I'm going to push to try and get him back on with us, okay? He is actually in the middle of a diary that he's putting on with, uh, with James Wiseman. I, I heard that today that he's been spending uh, and he'll, he'll be spending a little more time with Wiseman, mm-hmm. um, you know, just kind of chronicling and documenting, you know, the, the rookie season and stuff like that. So I, I listen, I'm a sports buff. So like, if you get, you know, Bob Baker who played one game as, you know, uh, auxiliary player during a strike season and, and he had one at bat, I'm going to want to talk to that dude. Yeah. I'm going to want to chat sports with him. So you, and you get a guy like Spears who knows the basketball game, knows the NBA, knows the in and outs. Listen, I'll I'll fanboy out. Let's do it. Yeah. Now, Jason, you won't be the only one fanboy now. (laughs) Every time he comes on. And this is the interesting thing about, about Mark is that he is, we're actually from the same alma mater. Okay. He actually, he actually went to Foothill College in Los Altos Hills, just like I did. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So we talked about that. So he's a Bay Area guy. That's okay? what's up. I love so, it. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm going to push to try and get him on. Um, I, I think on the other end of the spectrum, we, we, we have to consider that when you look at the, and I'm going to push and swing here to the 49ers. Because I saw just recently on my IG, apparently Bosa is looking prime. I, I saw that on the Niners page, actually. Yeah, they posted yeah, a couple things Bosa's about his workouts and stuff. Yeah, and Bosa's, Bosa's looking prime. And I'll tell you something else. You know, they they went in and they signed the, the quarterback from Philadelphia. And I can't think of his name now. Suddeth, I think, or Sutcliffe. I, you know, Sutcliffe's a pitcher, excuse me. Um I can't think with Neil said it. I, I'm butchering his name. Yeah, it, he he look. He was a backup quarterback for Philadelphia, and he had a game where it was. I think it was in the playoffs too, where he actually shot actually. Um, but the Niners signed him. They have Josh Rosen. Well, I got to call the Rosen one. Okay, <laughs> so so but uh, and 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 they got of course they got they got the great Jimmy G. So. They got to deal with this issue concerning the the, the, the draft coming up. And everybody's so are you saying? Are you implying in any way that with the number three pick, the San Francisco 49ers may not be taking a quarterback? You know, it ain't so, Richard. You know what? I know you don't want to hear this. It's a possibility. But I, I look at I look at where what they really need. And it's just like, why would they sign this guy if the quarterback position is something that they have filled? 
because they signed him. They have Rosen. Jimmy G's the guy. Why would you have at a least for next year? Yeah, but why would you have a fourth quarterback? I, I just, I just feel like I, I'm thinking. You know, they got some voids because they lost some people, some key people. And when I say voids, I look at the defense secondary, and I think, hey, you know, they need some spots filled in that secondary. They know they do. Um, they need secondary. They need a wide receiver. They need yeah, some exactly. more D-line help. Exactly. Um, exactly. My, my, my question, my response to that would be, hmm, so now you have three quarterback, veteran-ish quarterbacks in the quarterback room. You have the number three pick. You trade it up to the number three pick because there's someone that you want, like, badly. At, and you just – you have to have them. And mind you, they are going to the Justin Fields day two practice. I don't know why they're doing that, but – Okay. Okay. So you have that. But from what from the way it sounds, if you're telling me the quarterback room is pretty much solidified for next year, for sure – then I would be inclined to think that the 49ers are going to be leaning to the quarterback from North Dakota, who uh, is a little more raw, but his ceiling is a lot higher. So now, he may be more of a project where it's like, he, he's not going to be expected to step in day one and be the, the quarterback. He can probably be the number, the QB two QB three um, and really be prepared uh, to take over the team when it's time to take over. Um, okay, but is that, that would make more sense to me, I guess. Now, is this the kid? Because I get them mixed up. There's a kid of those three. I can't remember which one it was. But he had this incredible season. We threw like 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions. And I'm, I'm thinking it was the kid from North Dakota. It was, the, it was the kid from North Dakota. I did look it up. And that season was actually two seasons ago. Still, um, still I don't care. And it wasn't, and it wasn't against really stiff competition in the collegiate level. Um, now he did, he did t- step up into, you know, into playing better competition collegiately. Um, and his numbers were still good. I'm not saying the guy is garbage. I'm just mm-hmm. saying like, I think he, he's, he needs more. He's like James Wiseman. He's like, you know, the Warriors take a kid that's 19 years old. They know he's not going to be the franchise player right now, yeah. but the future <laughs> And I think the Niners trade up, they take a kid like that because they, they see the potential. Um, and so they, they take, they trade up to get them and let them sit and learn. Um, but I, what I'm really afraid of is it's really going to come down to Mac Jones or, or Justin Fields. And to, to be quite honest with you, if it, if that's uh, the decision to be made on draft day, I would much ha- rather have fields. Um, but you know, Shanahan likes guys like Mac Jones. So who knows? Okay, I got to give a shout out where it belongs. And the shout out has to go to Hideki Matsuyama. Shout out, dude. That right there, you yeah, can took, definitively say, Richard, yeah. shout out to the Japanese community. Yeah. The first ever Japanese player to win the Master to, Men's to, to get Master. the jacket. Very well done on his part. And the man took home a billion dollars. Got paid. And a billion dollars. And that's just, what do you, what do you say? I, you know, I think about, you know, that sometimes. I think about, you know, what, what I would do if I had a certain amount of money, whatever. But, dude, honestly, if I had a billion dollars, 
I, I would begin to figure out what I was going to do. But at some point, it's a billion dollars. At some point, you're going to be stuck. <laughs> you're going to be going, I don't know what else to do now. Okay, well, a billion dollars. You okay? can live off the interest for so, one. Exactly. So, so, <laughs> so. shout out to Hideki Matsuyama. Fine job, sir. You deserve that green jacket. And what does this show? It shows that in this country, if you put your best foot forward, if you work hard, if you're dedicated, you can achieve your dreams. That's right. Um, and I think it was well deserved. You know, his play in 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 in, in at the Masters was just flawless. He he was putting. I saw him pre tee off Sunday morning. Uh-huh. I'm sitting there. We're getting ready to go. I told my wife, I I could not imagine being that man right now. Up four strokes, going into the fourth day of the Masters, and you're you're warming up. I would be vomiting all over myself <laughs> i mean and he looked cool as a cucumber wow. ready to do work and he did work yeah yeah he was very focused no question about it um he was also very focused at the winner's table <laughs> you saw him with the elation of his hands in the air um but you you start to appreciate how really uh uh and, and really it's a message to all of us out here you know, they're trying to achieve certain goals and whatnot, that if we put our best form, we work hard, you see, you, you can achieve those goals. And I think that that was the the reverberation that he left when he left the scores table. Um, hats off to him. Um, and he sends a message to all the younger people in Japan who want to achieve goals. They're thinking the same thing now. And that's a good thing. Okay. Absolutely. And, you, yeah. you know, I mean, you think that, that, that he didn't struggle and he hasn't had ups and downs and, and peaks and valleys. And he hasn't had to fight to get to where he was. Absolutely. He has. And you know what? We all do. We all have our fight. We all have our battle. We all have our demons or whatever it is that we need to overcome and shout out to that man for, for overcoming them and overcoming whatever obstacles were in his way, whether it was on the golf course or on in life and overcoming them and being, being the victor in the end. That's what it's all about, man. Exactly. Exactly. So, unfortunately, as much fun as we had, Matt, we got to say goodbye. I, I'm sad because we didn't even get to Giants talk. Longoria's tearing it up. Buster Posey hit two home runs. I mean, I'm I'm bummed, but hey, we always got next week, so come back. That's right. We do have next week. To your point, Matt, you, you actually said that very well. So next week, you tune in, you're going to get something like this or maybe something more, but you won't know unless you tune in. And like I always say, you can come in, put your feet up. You can have a drink if you want. But if you do, you better have your game face on. That's right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.